Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. Hello, hello. I hope you are doing awesome and creating something interesting and fun. I have been listening to a lot of different types of music lately. I absolutely love, love when my friends send me songs that I probably never would have heard of before. And I have one friend in particular who sends me music that, oh, it just, it just feeds your soul. (laughs) It's like exactly what you need. And of course, whether I listen to something on Spotify or what is it? Amazon music or Pandora, whatever, wherever you listen to music or even YouTube, it starts to send you things that based on what the music is that you say you like, they think that you will like because that's part of what the internet does, right? And uh, so I'm not a big fan of country music, but oh my gosh, there's some really good country artists that I had never heard of. And there's a couple of songs that I absolutely love. I tend to get into this (laughs) mode where I can listen to the same song over and over. And there's this song by Russell Dickerson called Yours. And it is so beautiful. And then there's also another song by Jordan Davis called Cool Anymore. Oh my gosh. You don't even need to like country. It's just such a good song. I feel like it's just It's just a fun song. It makes me wish that I wrote music and (laughs) was really good at stuff like that. But I'm not. But I can share with you and you can discover some new music that hopefully you'll like. Another group that I really have been loving their music is Hollow Coves. They their music is so beautiful and just I just want to put on my headphones, look up at the sky and listen to music. Okay. I'm rambling, but I hope that you find some of those artists fun and interesting and let me know if you like them. You would think that this episode would be about music since that's what I'm starting with, but it is not. It is, in fact, I get to introduce you to a friend of mine who I met years ago. She, uh, I I worked with her on tapping. Have you ever heard of tapping? You can just look it up online. I can't really describe it because you have to kind of, it's a visual type thing that you can do with your body to help you relax and calm down, especially if you're feeling stressed or anxious. And Suzanne does this with her clients, but she does a number of different, she uses a number of different strategies to really help you get more into your body, to lean into your strengths, lean into the person that you are meant to be and becoming and just get more comfortable in your feelings, in who you are and embracing it. And that is really what she works on with her clients. Uh, She shares some fun activities that you can try during the episode. Uh, And if you don't know, I actually live stream this show when I'm recording it. I edit it and everything for the podcast that you are listening to right now. But she shares uh, this one exercise and she uses kind of her jaw and her face And if you want to see what it looks like, you can head over to my YouTube channel uh, at katevolman.video and and see what the heck she's talking about. I tried to describe it, but I don't think I do a great job. 
But anyway, she shares a couple of different exercises, including a little bit of the tapping at the end. So I hope that you find this an interesting conversation. If you are someone who is looking to just kind of de-stress a little bit, there's a lot going on in life and we all have a lot of things going on. And the the more that we can learn to breathe and be in our bodies, the the less stress that we can be and uh, and really just you know, live our, live our best life, live your best life. So I hope you enjoyed this episode today. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, Suzanne Gunderson. She is a speaker and mentor of stress resilience solutions. She empowers people to naturally transform their stress and reconnect with their bodies and lives. Suzanne's personal struggle with chronic anxiety and emotional eating led to her, uh, led to led her to seek alternative approaches that helped her shed layers of dysfunction, drop hundreds of pounds, and eliminate the use of anxiety meds. Along the way, she uncovered her value and now lives with self-honor, compassion, and grit and grace. Her stress regulation, mentoring, online workshops, treatment center, and corporate team programs have helped thousands embody the wisdom to respond, manage, and recover from stress and trauma for the rest of their lives. You can find out more about Suzanne at her website, transformedconnections.com. Suzanne, I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yeah, it's been a while, been a minute. Nice to see you. Love to yes. share. So good to see you. I, so Suzanne and I, we met years ago and you taught me tapping. Probably did, yes. Love That tapping. was the first kind of my initial introduction to you was how I was like, what is this tapping thing? And it was kind of, for me, I was just kind of getting into all of this stuff, but now you do so many incredible things. So why don't you uh, tell us what is it? What do you tell people you do? What exactly do you do? Cause this all sounds great, but like, what does this even mean? Right. I'm a voodoo witch doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. No, I, I actually empower people with natural self-use skills that transform their stress physically, emotionally, mentally, even spiritually, so that way we can become more conscious and have capacity to live our lives. You know, we're just always kind of living behind the eight ball or just barely keeping our head above water. So I just give people a real good practical variety of skills that they can use in their everyday lives to help them overcome in the moment stress to be able to uh, rationalize any backlog of trauma patterns, whether they're relational, you know, relationship uh, trauma, generational trauma, developmental trauma, and be able to really start to make some strides toward breaking some of those old cycles that they don't like and moving into the future that they truly want. And that's what we all want. We all want to live, step into the future that we see for ourselves. We were just talking before we jumped on the live, what like what's happening with the world today? Like what's happening when it comes to there's there's just so much talk about anxiety and stress and mental health is obviously a topic that is talked about among corporate and teams and the workforce. Uh, what do you find are some of the biggest challenges that people are going through in their life when dealing with stress in their lives in all different areas? Yeah, I mean, that's such a big softball of a question. Let me just get up to plate here and just swing as hard as I can about that. So two things I want to share. One is that we're living in transformation, transformative times, right? The old structures of groups, institutions, corp, uh, you know, corporations, religions that we have firmly rooted our belief systems in are, are dismantling in front of us. 
And we're no longer finding the safe, secure connection that we found in those places. At the same time, we're really opening up our own body's expression of sensation and feeling like we've never had before in a deeper way. And so we're having a chance to explore, who am I? What do I really like? Oh, I didn't really resonate with that. Okay, and that's not really who I am anymore. So two things are happening at the same time. One is we're no longer able to feel safe and secure in the old world. And second is that we are kind of really dangling in the new world. Where do I belong? How do I fit? Who am I? Where do I go? I'm feeling all of these feelings that I never felt before in such depth that I never had before. And so that does create a lot of mental confusion while we're having a lot of mental health issues. And the traditional model of healing, of healing has always been, let me just help you think differently about it. Let me reframe your mind about it. When really it's so much more than that. We need to harmonize how we experience our body and our mind together so that we can be in alignment, you know, alignment so that we can, you know, when we're at that green light and so our body's like, Hey, turn right. And we're like, no, home is left. I got to go left. And then you turn left and you're like, Oh man, I knew I should have gone right. I need to go pick up those avocados or at the store. I just knew it. And it's, so we're really coming into this time where we have opportunity to learn how to experience our body, harmonize it with our thoughts, that way we can really begin to live in a rhythm and flow of life and live by our own personal unique value system, what's important to us, what we believe, and attract new organizations and create new groups that are going to help us feel much more secure than the other ways that we were living in those old institutions, those old cultures, old religions, which serve their purpose for keeping people in control and feeling safe but just don't work as we watch them get dismantled in front of us. And also us wanting to have more choice. Wanting to have more choice regarding? Everything that we want, what we want to do with our lives, how much we have, what we want to spend, how who we want to spend our time with, what we want to spend our time doing. What do we value? What's important to us? I mean, the currency of the future is authenticity. It's who are you? What do you value? You know, don't you find it's such a relief when you, um, talk to somebody and you're just like, oh, didn't like them. They were really clear about this thing that they like. And I, I don't agree. So you're like, but thank you for letting me know who you are, as opposed to having a very fake surface level conversation where you're like, I don't know if I trust them. I trust myself. What's going on? Like the wishy-washiness of the past is really over. We're coming into like, put your stake in the ground. Tell me who you are and I'll respect you for it, whether I agree with you or not. I, I think it's so interesting as far as even with communication, I love when people can just tell it like it is, like say what you want to say, put it out there and be, be more comfortable having uncomfortable conversations. I mean, yes. this is something, I mean, we, I see it in, in the corporate work that I do, but also just in friendships, right? Like, why can't we, why is it so uncomfortable or, or especially in dating relationships, right? With like, that's a whole other topic, ghosting <laughs> people, ghosting people. Can't you just be an adult and just let somebody know, hey, I'm just really not feeling it or I'm not into it. Like, I, I almost feel like so we hide from so many of our emotions and we are scared to have open dialogue with people because we don't want to have any conflict. When well, we conflict is okay. Yeah, we might not be able to hide from our own emotions, but we certainly don't want to share them or express them for fear of being disconnected, right? We live, our most modern survival strategy is human connection. 
we have grown in our nervous system through all these different, you know, evolutions of survival from freezing to fight flighting to now social engagement, not social media, social engagement is our most modern survival strategy. That means I should be able to look at, to you as another human and, and find through your body's regulated heartbeat, your tone of voice, your facial expression, if my, if I'm safe or not. And yet people these days just don't know who they are. They're not offering that container of safety to other people. And so it's just kind of a free for all. But yet that's what we've evolved to being able to do is survive through human connection. So when we're in these kinds of dynamics of business meetings or business relationships or even personal relationships, we don't want to ever threaten connection because what, we don't, what if we don't have a lot of other connections? And so it's a big fear of ours to threaten connection for ourselves and for others. Because the pack mentality is they will leave the wounded behind. And so you, we put on this, we, we live in acts of self-betrayal in order to stay connected to the group so that we can survive. When really we're learning, not really thriving in that kind of group. I need to be beat to my own drum. So we're living very alone and isolated right now as we figure out who we are. But at the same time, we just, we crave connection. And there's the dichotomy. Yes, we do crave connection. And we're living in a very interesting time where we all spent so much time alone, mm -hmm. right? Like, or with your own little bubble of people through COVID. So how have you seen the work that you do transform just over the past three years with all of the things that have happened in the world? Yeah, I think we we had to we had to go through that experience of really being isolated into our group so we could figure out really very specifically what we like and what we don't like about ourselves and other people. And we saw a lot of relationships really break apart. I saw a lot of divorces happen. I saw a lot of people leaving their jobs, changing jobs, changing careers altogether, moving to other parts of the country because they really want to be in more alignment with who they are. And and finally admitting to themselves this doesn't work anymore. But leaving with as much honor and respect as you possibly can. That's the highest, that's the highest path of exit. Certainly there's other paths that some people choose. But yeah, I think we've had to have that kind of isolation experience to figure out who we are, what we like and what we don't like, and then start to re, you know, kind of course correct into our own unique value system. That way we can start to build our future around what is in alignment with who I really am, what I like, who I want to be. And, and so being respectful of everybody else in the layers wherever they're at. Okay, two questions. First of all, how does someone know when they're in alignment, but how does someone get to that place of alignment? And specifically, I love that you talk about the body, right? Like the body connection, like so many people, um, we're seeing a lot of data around, or it's being highlighted around gut health, right? Like how it, how our gut is so tied to your mind, but your, your gut mind connection, where I think a lot of people weren't really thinking about that, but that if when you talk about feeling into your body. What does that look like? How does that feel? How do you know that you're in alignment with your body, your mind, where you want to go, who you want to be? And then how do you actually get to that place? Right. So people would probably easier ask, answer, you know, how do I know I'm not in alignment? And that is, gosh, I just do the same thing every day, or I meet the same kind of people, or I have the same job that I don't like, or I experience things that I don't like very, uh, with a lot of grief, with a lot of frustration. So I know what I don't want. And that's, that's a big hell no, right? That means that my body's telling me something's wrong. The body is trying to say, no, that's not the right thing. To come into alignment is the feeling of hell yes. It's like, yes, it's so clear. It's so resonates in every little cell of your entire body. You just say, yes, I want that peach. 
that is what I want today. It's juicy and delicious. And it's, it's just peach season. Of course I want a peach. That's what I want. Oh yes, yes, yes. It's that, that's what alignment feels like, but we don't often experience that because we're just so overwhelmed with opening up to what, what we've created for ourselves. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like, oh my gosh, what do I do? I don't like, I don't like, and these are big things, career path, employer, relationship, 20 year marriage, relationship with my kids, best friends. Wait, oh my gosh, that's a lot. How do you prioritize that? So what you need to do is come into your own alignment, meaning talk about gut health, right? When we, our gut is our biggest brain. It's our biggest brain. It's our biggest nerve ending brain. And we're constantly being impulsed through our gut up to our heart and to our brain with messages and it's our heart and our brain that needs to be the interpreter of those messages that way we can be living with with thought clarity but when we're trying to just kind of go from this little tiny thing down into the body well only 20 percent of the messages that experience that we're experiencing in our mind body come from the brain and go to the body 80 percent are afferent messages they go from the body to the brain and yet we don't give that any credit we just we just in the evolution of our thinking mind, we literally have like decapitated the head off the body. It's kind of gone like lost out in space. And we're trying to like come back and like put it back on the body and be like, hey, let's harmonize these things. So yeah, when you eat clean and you have a healthy gut and you're able to over and heal, you know, chronic inflammation and things that are creating a clog in the gut system, you'll be able to feel a lot more energy. You'll be able to have a lot more creative ideas. This whole entire thing will be harmonized and working, working together. Right now, it's just like, it's like we got, we're trying to like squeeze peanut butter up a tube to try and get these messages up to our brain. The brain's like waiting and waiting, going, hey, look, I'll give up on you. I'll just come up with my own, my own ideas of what, what we should do here. So what tools do you use with your clients or what are some examples of, of, an exercise that that we can do to start getting more into our body and getting into that alignment state where we feel like, yes, I feel good. I feel like I'm in the right space and I, or mm -hmm. at least I'm making progress. Right. So I want you to start thinking of your body as a shock absorber, right? Instead of being like a, a bumper car where you're bumping into things all the time um, and kind of taking it and just really feeling like, ouch, I want us to be more like a rubber band shock absorber through life. And and how we get there is to know that when we are stressed, physically, emotionally, mentally stressed, the body is squeezing in. It's squeezing in. So one of my favorite things I like to do is tell people, hey, sitting on the floor, kick your shoes off. I want you to squeeze your toes into the floor, squeeze your leg muscles, squeeze your glutes, shrug your shoulders, make fists with your hands, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze everything as much as you can. You might even notice some trembling and then exhale and give this big release. Do that about two or three times where you squeeze every muscle group that you have. You can do the standing, sitting in your car, wherever, at your desk. Um, squeeze everything and then do this release. Do it two or three times. And what you're looking for is sighing, states of physical deep relaxation, a spontaneous breath to help your body come into a normal rhythm. You know, if you were wearing like a tight belt loop and you're like, I can't get this belt off, what would you have to do? You'd have to like tighten it even more, right, to kind of loosen the loop. That way you can get the belt off. The same thing applies with the body. Stress squeezes the body in, and yet we're trying to release the squeeze, and we can't. We have to squeeze more, and then the release will be able to happen. So just a simple squeezing of the body and releasing. I always keep one of these cool little five-inch balls near my desk. 
can squeeze it between your hands. You can squeeze it between your knees, between your ankles, squeeze it and help your body release. So that's one really simple thing that you can do. The second is it kind of sounds and looks really funky, um, but it's called the roar exercise. And it looks like And the reason for that is that what we're doing is we're we're vibrating our our vagus nerve, which runs along the back of the throat to to connect to the brainstem. And we start to vibrate it through sound, like humming. It starts to smooth out that vagus and it will start to perceive more calmness and be able to send more messages of safety to the brainstem than threat. And so you're, you're doing that but at the same time, you're opening your facial muscles because, you know, if you called me and were like, Suzanne, oh my gosh, I'm like really stressed out. And I was like, oh no, like, you'd be like, what your face? Oh, am I okay? I'd be like, no, no. So our face kind of gets stuck in patterns of their own. And so oh, just doing that exercise, we're kind of like opening up our facial muscles to be more soft to be more soft. At the same time, we're actually helping open up a unique inner ear muscle that we have that helps us hear higher frequency tones, which are very soothing to the body. So while it looks weird, doing that raw exercise is doing two things, vibrating that vagus to calm your body down naturally, I'll help and soften your facial muscles. That way you can kind of come out of that squeeze in your face and then also be able to perceive more safety through higher frequency tones because your, your, your face will be more relaxed, opening up that inner ear muscle, and then also be able to kind of neuro perceive through other people's softened facial expression that you're safe. Oh, that's so interesting. And if you're just listening, you need to like watch the video because it's the, I don't even know, you're just like moving your mouth like all around, just like, like, just like loosening up your, your face, which it's so, it's interesting because as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know how pe- they talk about people hold their stress in different areas and some people it's like all in their gut and some it's in their shoulders and and it's so, or in their jaw, right? Like I love that that's a really cool technique because so many people hold it in their jaw. We don't even recognize it. And when I, when you do feel stressed, or at least for me, if I'm thinking about it, if I actually think, wait, why am I feeling so stressed out? Like I feel it physically. Like I feel where it is in my body where I think if we're not, conscious of that fact or we're not thinking about it or what to do about it we're not even recognizing that our shoulders are high and our gut hurts and like we think that well again we've talked to, we, we were most people just experience it as 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 significant restlessness mm. or or completely flatline i can't get out of bed and yeah. no energy it's either like they're put, put, putting along and their cars died on the side of the road or they're just they're like they can't get the foot off of the gas pedal, but the brake pedal's on at the same time and they're just revving and revving and revving and revving and they're not going anywhere. What are your thoughts around? I wanted to share one more technique. Oh yeah, please. So, so I told you the squeeze release, right? And we did the RAR. And so the third one is, and this ends up being everybody's favorite. It's an energy method by Donna Eden. It's called the triple warmer smoothie. We have an energy meridian in our body called the triple warmer. It runs from our ring finger, up our arm, up the back of our neck, around our ear, and ends up on our temple. So if you took your right hand and you started tapping on your left temple, opposite side, and then tapped around on your head, around your ear, down your neck, down the top of your arm, all the way to your ring finger, and then pulled that energy off your ring finger, 
shake your body, wiggle your shoulders, and exhale. And do that on the opposite side. Take your left hand to your right temple and tap your head behind your ear, down your neck, all the way down the top of your arm, all the way to your ring finger. Pull that energy off your ring finger. Exhale, shake and wiggle. Yeah. You might even notice yourself calming down just a little bit from that. Do that a couple of times. And what you're doing is you're reversing the flow. The triple warmer and the energy meridian system is responsible for that fight or flight energy. So when you're really getting that revving, revving, revving feeling, you want to start to reverse the flow of that energy. And that's a really easy way to do it. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that we have, see these, these are the tools that we are not taught. We are not taught this in society, right? Like we don't, we're not taught to get into our body and to do tapping or to do these, these techniques or even like meditation or breath work or breathing. We've talked, we've talked on the show before about breath work. I read that book by James Nestor, Breath. So Mm -hmm. good. I didn't realize, I mean, obviously it works because it's meditation related, but these are all and you were the one that taught me tapping, right? So just like even just tapping on your chest and your sides, like just how it breaks up energy. It's crazy how that happens. Look, as we get older in life, we take more shallow and shallower breaths. We end up holding our breath a lot of the time. So, you know, the key to breathing is exhaling. So just if there's one thing you want to know about breath work, it's exhale, you know, because we're so good at holding a breath and never, never exhaling, you know? If you had to go run like a 50-yard dash, the first thing you would do would be like, tighten up your muscles, take a big breath, and you go run, 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 run. And then what would you do when the race is over? You'd release everything and exhale. So we're just waking up and we're just running all day long. So remember to exhale. Remember to exhale. That's the key to breathing. It actually signals the body to relax. Not deep breaths. Exhale. What are your thoughts around the ability to be more still and silent? We were talking before we jumped online about how pe- we, we are in this constant phase of we're checking our emails and social media. We're online. We're on phone calls. We can't even go to the bathroom without bringing our cell phones with us. It's crazy. Why are pe- Why do people have such a hard time just sitting in silence? because we don't know how to experience our bodies safely. So we do everything that we can to avoid being still. And if we are being still on purpose, we're probably not really being present in that stillness. There's a huge movement out there around kind of just positive mindset, everything. And I just think that's a bunch of BS, you know? I think we need to bring all the parts of ourselves especially the ones that we don't like and give them a home inside of us and stop shaming ourselves for having these feelings. Oh gosh, I'm such an angry person. I don't want people to see that I'm so angry. I'll just kind of like cut myself off from people if, if, I don't, if I'm having a bad day. Oh, I just can't be there. As opposed to being like, you know, I'm just angry today. Like, why not be raging? Why not? We're really, we should be mad as hell for how we've been living and what we've, how, what we've been tolerating in our lives. So people just don't know how to experience the present moment in a safe, connected way. And what I teach people is to start building rapport with their own body. That way they can start to build that capacity. What, I mean, resilience is such a popular word. What does it really mean? It means that, so it means that you have capacity, you have space, you can be your own empathetic witness to your own body's experience of what it's going through in any given moment of time and and building on that to be able to broaden that, to have more tolerance 
for life's experience. You know, do you ever meet somebody just like, oh, they fly off the handle. They just constantly quick to like just bounce out. And you're like, whoa, what happened? They have no capacity. We need to learn how to experience our body and befriend every sensation that we have in our body. Learn how to drive our own body and 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 build tolerance for our body. That way we go, oh, what's that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, it's okay. Oh, I'm just feeling a little something over here. That's okay. Feeling a little something here. I'm feeling an emotion. Oh, here. If I just, you know, feelings don't last very long. It's our resistance to feeling things that keep it around. And when we just let it be, then it can move through us, but we don't know how to let it be. And so we're quick to kind of disconnect, disassociate, shut down, go phone a friend, go do something else. Oh, I'll just go work out. I'll just go run. I'll just go do something else instead of being with it. Just practice being with your body for, I don't know, five seconds, 10 seconds, 30 seconds. You know, we were talking about these people come out of these hour long meditation classes and I just laugh like you really think you're with yourself present in the present moment for, for an hour. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. What is the number one challenge for people that come to you? Like, what do you love helping people work through the most? Well, for years, it was just I just did such a bunch of weird stuff that it was kind of like if anybody kind of found out about me, I was kind of like just cracking the code and figuring it out for them. But now I really work with people who have relationship trauma, developmental trauma, um, generational trauma to be able to crack the code on those patterns that live in their body, live in their muscles, joints, and tendons, live in their emotional limbic system, live in their neocortex as thought patterns, and be able to really unwind them and then rebuild them in a direction of what they want and become self-healers. I kind of get them on that road. Typical, I mean, I work with men and women. I work with people who are addicts. I work with, you know, well-known CEOs all over the world. I work with doctors and nurses. I work with therapists, clinicians. I work with addicts. I work with all different kinds of people, all different kinds of issues. But if you're come, if you're on a self-healing journey and you have some skin in the game and you're like, you know what, I, I want to learn how to help myself, then I will give you all the tools that I know, somatic tools, vagal toning tools, energy tools, to be able to build your own stress resilience toolbox. So that in the moment of your triggers, you can overcome those triggers as well as you can rationalize all that backlog of stuff that we've got living in the body. Stress resilience toolbox. We all need a toolbox. And I love that you shared a couple of of things that we can do immediately. This is such a big topic. This is such a big topic. And I'm so grateful that you're out there doing this kind of work because more and more, we, we just need it to be talked about more, right? I think there's so many quick fixes that people go to instead of really figuring out how can you... Well, really that, get into yourself and such into an your... important part. So it's such an important point because we've been so brainwashed to believe that we need to buy something. We have to buy this product. We have to drink this thing, take this pill in order for us to heal. And we've never really believed at a true core level that we can heal ourselves. But yet, if you got a cut today, your body would spend a hundred percent of its resources healing that cut. Why? Why don't we believe that we can heal ourselves? We absolutely can. You know, there, there is a place for Western medicine, certainly, if you've gotten so far out of alignment with yourself that you might need some intervention and help. But for so many of us still, we can heal. You can transform. You can do it with natural skills that are self-use, easy to do, just like the few things I taught you today. I've got a hundred more and I share all of them with my clients. And everything that I do is a one-on-one 
because it's so unique to everybody. Everybody deserves to have an empathetic witness to the unraveling of their trauma. If they had an empathetic witness to their trauma, they wouldn't be stuck in a trauma pattern. Mm. And that's what social engagement is about. Uh, our human nervous system is that we need someone to bear witness to our body and its experience of unwinding that trauma in a safe way. That way we can come through it. So I help people have those breakthroughs enough to build some capacity so that they can kind of be like, hey, you know what? Thanks for helping me drive my own car now. I got this. I'm moving forward. And then when they hit a speed bump, you know, three, six, 10, 20 months down the road, you know, I get another phone call. We work together again, but pretty much I just work with people in three week increments. Um, I do a lot of group trainings uh, to, you know, executives, to therapists and clinicians, to other, you know, types of audiences who are interested in learning natural skills. Because I think we all need to have a toolbox like this that we, like you said, we never learned. We didn't learn how to be in our body. Yeah, that would be amazing for everybody to to learn this stuff when we were younger too, especially like let's let's have it all throughout our lives. Yeah. So Suzanne, what is uh I always ask every guest before I let them go, what is one activity that the listeners can do in 10 minutes or less to help them live a more creative and fulfilling life? Great. Well, again, here I can give you another one of my my favorite tools. And this is one of them that we had learned, I shared with you before, tapping, which is uh, we're so much in our head. We're so chatty, chatty, chatty so much of the time just to quiet that mind down and help remind our body that we're really safe. Uh, And also remind our mind that we're safe. We can just take two fingers, tap between your eyes and just say, I am safe and secure. And tap on the side of the eye. I'm safe and secure. And then under the eye, safe and secure. On your collarbones, safe and secure. Grab your wrist right? Now that you've done that, you might be like, oh, that was kind of easy. Like, but I don't really feel any difference, but here's the secret to it. So I want you to think of something that makes you feel safe. What does that look like? What does that sound like to you? Is it holding on to a a sturdy railing? Does that give you the sense of safety? Is it hearing a, you know, a seatbelt buckle lock? Um, Is it seeing a deadbolt or hearing a deadbolt lock? Like what is safe to you? What does safe look like to you? What does it sound like to you? The whole idea is to to find what makes you feel the most safe, bring that into your tapping experience, and it really will help you deepen the wisdom inside of your core to be in alignment with safety because so much of the world is very threatening. And that's the message that our body is sending the brain, threat, 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 threat. That's why we're disconnecting and disassociating and checking out and having mental health issues because we don't know how to feel safe in the body. But if we can just find small things that make us feel safe and then bring that into the tapping experience, I'm always safe, I'm always secure. While we're really focused on that, we're really deepening that wisdom in the body. That way we train the body how to feel more safe. And we start to kind of balance out all those messages of threat that we're just so used to experiencing. We, we live such overwhelming lives, you know, where we wake up, we have global awareness, what's going on in the world. We're overstimulated. We do too many things. We're just, we're, our, our internal systems are constantly like on a fire alarm mode, you know, and then we go, we try and go to sleep at the end of the day and the monkey mind just takes over and we're up for hours if we can even just, you know, calm down, we're like wrestling with ourselves. Yeah. Well, I have always appreciated the whole tapping experience. I still do it. If I, you know, I, I do breath work, I'll do some tapping and now I'll incorporate some of these new activities that you shared today. So thank you so much for taking the time to share your, your beautiful strategies and goodness with the world today. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thanks everyone. Thanks everyone.
And there you have it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got something out of it. I hope that the activities that Suzanne shared are something that you will try, especially if you've never done tapping or you've never tried some of these activities. It is, it's crazy how, how outside of our body we live so often. We, we, we just tend to get so caught up in our minds and the voices, the, the inner voice in our head, which sometimes is not so nice to us. And when we can really tap into, just tap into ourselves and tap into just being able to be more calm and relaxed. And I especially love when she talked about just feeling our feelings. You know, it's uncomfortable to feel nervous and anxious and scared and and hurt. But when we just lean into those feelings and allow them to just pass through us, we experience life differently. But we have to be really intentional about it. And so I hope that some of the activities that Suzanne shared will help you to do that. Please let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate you. I really do hope that you get something out of it. And if there's anything I can do to support you or help you, please uh, reach out to me. I am always curious to know what you really did get out of the episode. So let me know. And until next time, go create something.